Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast uh, with me, Rob Davis, Tom Canning. Hello. And unfortunately, Abby Tyson isn't able to join us this week, but we have got a very special substitute, um, especially considering what our main topic of conversation is going to be. Uh, wandering tractor himself, Dave Reed. Dave, thanks for joining us. No worries. Good to be uh, here. Rob, I thought you were about to say, unfortunately, Dave Reed. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Of course not. <laughs> of course not. We're very happy to have you, Dave. Thank you very much for joining. Uh, so, um, for people who don't know, Dave, give us a little uh, insight into uh, what it is you uh, do on your uh, Twitter feed and that. Uh, well, it's just uh, I've, this year I've just decided to go back into um, getting into the non-league game again after years of being away from it. So, I'm just doing a a blog of every game that I go to, and um, I'm really enjoying it so far. I've been to 23 games so far, and got involved in the um, several of the going to see the local women's sides as well. So that's been uh, that's been fun getting to uh, watch their games every week. So yeah, it's been fun. Very good. Uh, well, I suppose this week there's only one place we can really start, and as I alluded to, Dave, you're the perfect person to have on the pod because. As your uh, Twitter handle may suggest, you are a um, detached, shall we say, uh, Ipswich Town fan. And what, a, and what a draw we had on Monday night. Bracknell Town drawing Ipswich Town in the first round of the FA Cup. Incredible stuff. Biggest game of their history, Tom? I think so. I think this eclipses Lincoln away. Um, Dave, you, you were there. I was there. Yeah. This eclipse, the uh, Ipswich Town at home eclipses that by virtue of the fact, I think, that Ipswich are a significantly more famous side than Lincoln City. Yeah, yeah having, it at home, having it at home <laughs> as well, eh? Yes, that certainly helps too. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, um, being the perfect man uh, to talk about this, uh, Dave, because as I said, Ipswich and Bracknell links, what did you make of the time? I was... Uh... It was quite funny because when we were sitting watching the actual draw, it was as soon as Bracknell came in, came out first, I said to my brother, I said, that's it, it's going to be us, isn't it? It's going to be us. <laughs> and there it was, and it was just like a state of shock, and my phone went absolutely berserk after that. <laughs> from people from Ipswich, people from Bracknell, and people I've followed, well, got to know through different football all over the place. It's been, uh, it's been a hectic week, to say the least. Absolutely, yeah. The uh, game's been selected to be on television as well, so it's going to be a Monday night kickoff, ITV4. Um, but fully expecting that the uh, the match itself will sell out 
not quite sure what the capacity is going to be yet. I don't believe the um, that has been made public yet. But for anyone wanting to go to the game, um, your best chance is to go and get uh, support Bracknell this weekend when the pre-sale tickets will be available at Bottom Meadow. So getting down, trying to give some of the uh, local supporters and season ticket holders a bit of a priority because on, on Sunday, the tickets go on general sale. And I mean... I think at that point it's a free-for-all, isn't it? Ipswich fans or uh, Bracknell fans could get their hand on it. And uh, yeah, as we said, there's not going to be a huge number of tickets. Probably the maximum we're going to see is around 3,000, but I'm not sure it'll be quite that high. And uh, yeah, they'll go very quickly. They'll be the hottest tickets in town. Yeah, and I suppose the the big talking point has been um, the ticket price. Oh, okay. um, which uh, I know. So, uh, as we, as he's known on our, on our in our FIB circles, the voice of reason, uh, Steve Gab, has um, said on a couple of occasions. He said, "It's what's really interesting is there's lots of people seem to have an opinion on this ticket price of twenty five pounds for the game." Um, he said, "Lots of fans, lots of people have had opinions, all from various clubs. I think he said Aldershot, Fleet." Farnborough, all of these sorts of places, far flung. The thing he hasn't seen is a single Bracknell Town fan complaining about the ticket price. And um, for for what it's worth, um, it, you know, it's a massive game. It's an opportunity for the club to make some money, and I certainly don't begrudge them that. If people seem to be, if that's what people are happy to pay, then then that's fine. You know, it's going to be in demand. So therefore, market forces such it would suggest that. Um, they can charge what they want. And I don't think £25 for the biggest game in the club's history is particularly outrageous, to be honest. Dave, I don't know. You may think differently. No, no, no. I, I can quite see why they're doing it. And then this, uh, you were saying that there was be, there's been no questioning about it from Bracknell supporters. There certainly hasn't been from Ipswich supporters either. So, yeah. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, Ipswich will probably be used to be being charged a little bit uh, or around that or maybe a little bit more for their uh, their games in League One. So, uh, yeah. And this is I a think... one-off for them as well. Exactly. It's a one-off. I mean, you know, there might be 500 or so fans that get to go. I'm sure they'd love to be able to play £25 for the privilege of that. And, uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's phenomenal, really. It, I think the thing is, if you if you can't charge a large amount of money for this game, or if you can't, as a football club, try to make some money off the back of a, a game, this game, then what can you try to make money off the back of? Because this is it. Yeah, this is, like you say, biggest game in their history. And uh, yeah, don't begrudge them that at all. And uh, the chairman, Kane Steamorn Busser, has been on uh, TalkSport talking about how much... Uh, uh, talking about the game and has actually been quite active on uh, Twitter over the past week as well, uh, explaining some of the costs involved in terms of uh, having to contribute to Ipswich's um, accommodation, I believe, because it's on a Monday night game. So um, uh, accommodation and I think travel costs as well. And some of the tickets, uh, ticket money will go to Ipswich as well, despite it uh, being at home. That's just the way it is with all FA Cup games. So uh, uh, having to put the prices up to £25. If you kept it at £15, they probably wouldn't make any money. So 
fair play, to be honest. I think I, don't, I have no no issue with the, the twenty five pounds at all. And there as you said, some... I don't think Bracknell or Ipswich fans do either. I think there's there's a little bit of a precedent in these sorts of games where the the club, the, the sort of the professional club, sort of ends up donating their um, their money that they took out of the game uh, or took from the game to the club, to the non league club. Um, I know it's happened before. Um, there's certainly no requirement for them to do it, and they either will or they won't. That's entirely up to them. It's their money. Mm. But um, as I say, I, I, it has happened before, and maybe it will happen. Maybe it won't. Who knows? I don't know how much Ipswich need that money, Dave. Uh, not since the takeover, I don't think so. <laughs> they've, they've got uh, yeah, they've got they've, they've got some very clever people working behind the scenes now. So I don't think uh, I don't think they they're sort of a few bob. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, rather than getting sort of too bogged down in the uh, the talk around the game, uh, let's talk about the game itself. How do we how do we see it going? Has Bracknell got any chance at all? Or uh, I mean, Ipswich, arguably the biggest side in the draw. I think maybe Sheffield Wednesday, Derby, or Portsmouth teams like that might might argue differently. But Ipswich is certainly up there. Have Bracknell got any chance? Do you think, Dave? I think it'll be interesting to see how. Ipswich actually go for it because uh, I know according to all Ipswich supporters this year the, the priority is getting out of League One mm. so do they do the same as they're doing in the EFL Cup and put out like a team of squad players and under 23s if they do that and you've got like the the crowd right in their face right next to them um, it could anything could happen really I suppose it's just yeah. uh, it, it just depends how they if they if Bracknell get really into Ipswich's face because Ipswich don't like that they like to be playing pretty football all the time um, and they struggle against the teams like Morecambe and uh, Accrington Stanley and people like that so the ones that really get at them get after them um, yeah you don't know it just I think it just depends if what what sort of a team we put out. Absolutely. I mean, that's the beauty of the cup, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You've got these teams who are four divisions apart or four levels apart on the football pyramid. And uh, yeah, they're coming together in what's going to be a, an incredibly memorable occasion. Um, Dave, you were also there on Saturday when they secured their um, their place in the first round. You saw them beat uh, Bracknell, beat Banbury at home, no, I, I believe. Oh, right. I saw a blog on your... Um, yeah, no, I, I was on. I was there on Tuesday. Ah, I see. I, okay, I was. I was doing my travelling. I was at Beckenham versus Dagenham and Redbridge on Saturday. Oh right. Well, <laughs> Dagenham and Redbridge are a side that um, obviously they they got through quite comfortably in that round, but they've uh, drawn Maidenhead, the other Berkshire side, still in the competition at this time. So Maidenhead through to the um, first round proper. They've got a reasonably good record of getting to the first round over the last five or six years maidenhead but uh, i don't think they've progressed beyond the first round since the war so uh that's you know a good opportunity for them how how did dagger and redbridge go uh, when you saw them play obviously they were playing a team two tiers below them so uh or was it yeah, even three so, but then they actually went for it because i was talking to a lot of the dagger supporters during the game mm. and they were saying that they put virtually a first team out Oh right! They didn't want any slip-ups. I think there was only two they were missing. Yeah, and you could tell right from the start because it was like one nil after two minutes, and it was like you, there was never going to be a giant killing. 
Very good. Well, it, obviously Maidenhead in the same division as Dagenham and Redbridge, slightly more evenly matched. Um, it could well be a, a, a good opportunity for Maidenhead to reach the second round for the first time in a very long time. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we could even have two Berkshire sides make it to the second round. What do you think, Tom? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, There's the hospital pass for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Like you've got you've got you've got Withers and McClurg in charge at Bracknell. They were in charge of Binfield and took them to Wembley. They've got an aura. Mm. They've they've got a cup. They've got a cup thing going on. And um, like I don't know. I wouldn't bet against. I would. It's the kind of thing you if if I was a betting man, which I absolutely am not. You'd, you'd stick a little fiver on because <laughs> because it wouldn't be completely wasted. It wouldn't, be, you know, it wouldn't be like it's just setting fire to it. You, there is a chance. There, there is a chance. And, and you know, as Dave's just sort of alluded to, I mean, I know nothing about Ipswich Town other than Ed Sheeran. But, <laughs> um, you know, there is a chance. And with Withers and McClurg in charge, you know, they will take a little bit of that spirit, of that vase spirit. Yeah. They, you know, they will have no fear. They know that impossible things can happen. Um, you know, whatever, however, you know, whatever Binfield's chances of getting to Wembley were like one in a thousand or one in 700 based on how many clubs there are in the Vars, you know, they know that impossible things can happen. And, and, you know, why not? And, and I mean, Maidenhead made, I said this last week, but Maidenhead have a woeful FA Cup record, um, re of in, in, and certainly in, in recent seasons and, um, you know, they they need to get they need to make that they need to get there. Um, you would hope they will, but I think I think it's Dagenham and Redbridge and Barnet. They have they they don't have good records against. So, you know, I don't I don't know. It'll either be I I th- I will confidently predict it will either be both of them or neither of them. <laughs> I mean, this is what it's all about, isn't it? You're getting a draw like that, and you're sort of like thinking, oh, what if, what if? I mean, yeah. Obviously, Ipswich are going to be overwhelming favourites going into the game. But, I mean, what if? That's what Bracknell fans will be thinking between now and, uh, what is it, the uh, 7th, I think, is the Monday night when uh, the the games can be on. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely incredible draw. and Just exactly why you love the FA Cup, I guess. You've got to factor in as well. We've we've got a, a woeful record when we're on live on telly. (laughs) <laughs> so, so, of, so of Bracknell but also they haven't <laughs> and, and we've only won one out of uh, the last 12 years in, in the FA Cup oh really yeah we've, we're we're always putting out a youth side or something to and get knocked out in the first game every time virtually well so you never uh, know you never know it could happen you know it's Something for Bracknell fans to sort of get excited about there. I was going to say hold on to, but, the, you know, get excited about because, uh, yeah, that's what the Cup's about. Thinking about going on and uh, these giant killings. And uh, who knows? Who knows comes the seventh, it could be happening. Any more to say on Bracknell and the FA Cup before we push on, Tom? No. No. Um, Very good. Just, oh, we have just published something today. Just be that there, there are some scammers online pretending or claiming they have tickets just just be careful people uh, i know you i know there will be people desperate to go to this game just be careful 
Yeah. Well, all that's left to say is good luck. We hope we can... Uh, well, we're going to be enjoying the build-up all the way to the uh, game, and we hope we can be uh, talking about a Bracknell victory and a Bracknell draw in the second round uh, come, like we say, the 7th of uh, November. So a couple of weeks to go before that one, though. Uh, but also happening this week, um, well, in the uh, week that's just gone, there was some other football. And uh, whilst there were a couple of teams um, away from the uh, Combined Counties League North, we did have um, uh, vin- victories for Reading and uh, Ascot on Tuesday night. So they're keeping up their end of the bargain in terms of their um, uh, looking for title ambitions in the Combined uh, Combined Counties Premier Division North. It's quite an interesting title race, that one, Tom. Yeah, I mean, um, I, as we said before, Reading City haven't lost yet this season in the league. Um, Ascot, uh, are, both of those are flying high. Burnham, this is this is going to be quite a tight season, I think. Yeah. Um, I think we'll, we'll have three or four around there. Um, it'll be interesting to see who that is. Um, just looking at the league table now, Egham are Egham have played two more games than most, um, but both Reading and Ascot have games in hand. So you know, we could see a top two uh, shortly, um, depending on how both of those go. Um, that will be very interesting, um, and I guess. You know, you, I, th- I think all of us in our heads um, probably think Ascot are probably the favourites this season, given the team that they pulled together at the start of the season. Um, Reading City are a little bit of a surprise package, but um, only only perhaps to those who um, don't maybe pay too much attention to what goes on, um, mm-hmm. because I think uh, Simon has done a wonderful job there over the years, and he's slowly built a side. Yeah. Um, and brought a lot of experience in as well. That's right. I think Ascot have been looking to go up for a few seasons now. So they perhaps had a slightly disappointing season last season, although they did end up finishing around sixth, I think. Uh, but I think they've been, during the COVID years, they were um, looking to go up around then. And then last season didn't quite happen for them. So this has been, Ascot's title challenge has been coming, basically. Yes. Uh, whereas Reading City have just been sort of getting better year on year. And uh, they, you know, uh, a few years ago, they were probably um, bottom half the table side, but they've come up to mid-table, eighth or whatever. And they've just been sort of improving and improving season on season. So, yeah, it's it's sort of good to see them up there. And perhaps some people wouldn't have predicted them, but I think they've just been getting better for over the last few seasons. And maybe this is the season where they start to mount, uh, mount a title challenge. Or a promotion challenge, anyway. The one that has surprised me a little bit, and maybe this isn't because this is because I haven't been paying attention, is that Burnham have started with had a bit of a flying start to the season. I didn't necessarily see that one coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't actually seen Burnham play this season yet, so can't comment too much on them uh, directly. But uh, yeah, they they you're right, they're up there uh, battling with London Lions, and uh, London Lions started the season in fantastic fashion, and Burnham comprehensively ended that. With a, uh, I think it was a seven-nil victory, uh, so they've thoroughly beaten one of their major title rivals already. Dave, have you seen much of the um, Step Five football around the area uh, so far this season? Uh, a little bit. I've been to, uh, I went to Burnham recently. Oh, good. Um, Who did you see them play? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Played. <laughs> um, St. Peter. Okay. Yeah, they lost in that one, but um, they they put in a good performance that day, and 
Yeah, they've started well, haven't they? So, um, oh no, it was a 4 4 draw. That was right. It was 2 3 2 at half time. Yeah. Yeah, they have started well. Lots they've of goals. scored a lot of goals. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's been quite a, high, a few high scoring fixtures involving Burnham. They've had 7 2, 6 4, 7 nils, 4 4, 6 1. Cool. It's this, yeah. If you want goals, follow Burnham. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so it was a that was the first time I've been there, so it was a nice, uh, nice little setup, and um, yeah, they've, they've got a decent little side there now. Yeah, absolutely. So, plenty of uh, Berkshire or close to Berkshire uh, interest in that title race, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it more as the season went on uh, goes on. Uh, another division with a very interesting title race is uh, is the combined is Division One. Sandhurst's game against Molesley was postponed because of the Bracknell uh, Cup tie, and obviously uh, their ground sharing there. So Sandhurst uh, had to make way for the FA Cup, um, and Langley and Barks County closed the gap on their rivals um, and took the opportunity to do that. And now, I mean, the three teams, three Berkshire sides, are separated by just three points at the top of that division. So another interesting title race. Uh, on the cards there again, uh, Dave, Tom. Have either of you seen too much any of these sides particularly, or uh, uh, what do we make of the title race there? I might defer to Dave on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I did go to Barks County earlier on in the season for their game mm. against Eversley. Uh, what do you make of them? <clears throat> they they played really really well that day. They won three nil, and. Realistically, it was Eversley's keeper that kept them in it, and um, yeah, they did. They look a they looked a decent side. And it, was, it was a real bit of a, a walk down memory lane that day because obviously Justin Day's boy plays down there, and Jason Day's boy plays down there. So uh, ah. another another Bracknell collection connection for you. <laughs> Very nice indeed. Well, just before we move on to having a look at next week's fixtures, we probably mention uh, Abby would be. Uh, uh, having to go at us if we didn't mention the Reading Arsenal game, she got to attend. Uh, fortunately, a one-nil defeat, but quite a creditable performance from Reading. Uh, Tom, do you want to talk us through that one? Yeah, that was um, that was quite uh, it was quite the performance, wasn't it? I know uh, Jacqueline Burns, um, I think, arguably was was man of the match for that one for Reading. So yeah. it tells you a little bit about the game when the goalkeeper's getting uh, getting a man of the match or, or sorry, player of the match award. Um, Correct myself there, um, and I, I think uh, I think the official was the was the Arsenal goalkeeper. In fact, I think the official player of the match was the Arsenal goalkeeper. But I know our, our man Andrew Belt had uh, had Burns down as his. Um, it was yeah, it was. Um, I think there was a lot to take from that one nil defeat, uh, and I and I think uh, it looks like I think Emma Harry's is is not as bad as feared. Um, I think we've we, we've I think that's something that we that we've seen or heard somewhere. Um, so that would be a massive bonus. They they've already lost Deanne Rose this season. Um, I think looking like she's in a knee brace, which which doesn't bode well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's been any understanding necessarily yet of how long she's going to be out for, but hopefully she will be back um, before the end of the season. Um, but otherwise, uh, they, they've had a tough start. You know, they've played some good teams and they. I think is it is it Villa? No, is it Villa away next? I forget. I, I forget what the next um, the next fixture is. But um, they, they, no, wait. Sorry, it's West Ham. I'm getting McLaren and Blues mixed up. Yeah, it's West Ham. So they, I mean, this this is must win. They, you know, they need they need to pick up at the very least. They need to pick up a point this weekend. 
um, because otherwise you'll you start getting jittery. No matter you can say all you can say all you like. We've played Man United. We've played Arsenal. Um, if you that that's fine, but ultimately losing becomes a becomes a habit as much as winning, doesn't it? And it becomes hard to see. You lose your confidence. It becomes hard to see where you're going to get that new that that next that next goal from, let alone a win. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, fingers crossed for them. They they need something out this weekend. Yeah, I think they probably. I mean, there's a couple of teams down there with them. If they win, they could you know potentially move up a few places but uh, some of the teams down there like Man City and potentially Liverpool as well you'd think might pick up a little bit as the season goes on so uh, so getting a win and starting to get away from that bottom end would be uh, obviously ideal for uh, Reading there uh, Dave you mentioned you see a lot uh, you've seen quite a bit of the women's football around here is there um, have you seen Reading or is there anyone in particular that's, uh, any team in particular that stood out for you in your travels uh- no, well, I'm just doing. Um, I've, I've picked out like six sides, and I've like uh, Eversley, uh, Woodley, uh, S4K, Ascot, Maidenhead, and there's another one who I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, going to kill me for it. Um, and um, I've, I've just been going through. I've, I've done a couple of games of, of each now, apart from S4K, which is the last one I went to at the at the weekend. And it's it's. Quite, um, it, it's been a bit of an eye opener because I, I wasn't expecting the actual the, the standard to be as high as it as it is at, at that sort of level. Um, there's been some very good players on um, on view, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I have to say, yeah, good thing to do on a Sunday afternoon. I always think, you know, it's just yeah. sort of like like caps off the weekend quite well. I don't know, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's. Nice having the fixtures spread out. Um, if you've got the men's games primarily on the uh, Saturday and the women's games on the Sunday, I quite like it like that. To be honest, I, I know Abby uh, likes it with the WSL fixtures are at least spread out over the weekend because it gets you different uh, chances to view different games. But uh, yeah, having the, the two days separate like that and getting down to a game on both days or one or the other if you can, always good. Now, I'm due to be at Ascot this weekend, actually, but whether that will happen or not at the moment is another thing. So, uh, uh, well, why don't we, we move on see. to that? Why don't we move on to the, this uh, weekend coming then? So, you'll be at Ascot, were you uh, presumably on the Sunday? Uh, yes. Who, who have they got? Uh, they've got AFC Acorns in the FA Cup third qualify. Very good. So, yeah, um, Ascot being one of three women's uh, sides from Berkshire on in the uh, F- FA Cup this weekend. Like you mentioned, uh, they're at home to AFC Acorns. Eversley and California ladies are away to AFC Stoneham. But then also Eversley and California uh, women reserves are at home to uh, Winchester City Flyers reserves women. What a mouthful that name is. So, <laughs> yeah, so some uh, local uh, FA Cup action uh, this weekend, if you uh, want to see some of the women play, and like you say, you've seen Ascot already this season, Dave, and uh, impressed by the standards. Yes, yeah, this would be this would be the third time I've seen them. I saw them in a friendly against Fulham earlier on in the season. Ah, yes, um, and I've been back a couple of times since. So, uh, yeah, no, they've. they've um, I think they're they're just starting to gel now. They, they seem to have a lot of uh, some some younger players, and they're they're starting to get. Uh, 
starting to gel together now and look at looking a decent side. Very good. Well, some good FA Cup action to look forward to there on the Sunday. And on the Saturday, we actually have some FA Vars action. Uh, there are six clubs. I was going to say Berkshire clubs, but sort of <laughs> some of those is a little bit tenuous. But uh, six six of our clubs involved in action on the weekend. Um, and only one at home. Tadley Kaliva being the only one in the local area uh, having with a home tie. So if you want to get some FA Vars action at the weekend, head down to Tadley, who are hosting Guildford City uh, in uh, Clash, all combined counties, Premier Division South uh, Clash. Uh, whereas all our other sides, Barks County, Eversley in California, Wallingford and Crowmarsh, Hollyport and Ascot, all have away days. And some of them, pretty far, Tom. Yeah, Ascot heading overseas, aren't they? Yeah. Um, heading to Newport, Isle of Wight. Um, that's, a, that's one I've done a couple of times, although I don't, they don't play in the same place that they used to anymore, oh. um, which is a bit of a shame. Um, I forget. Do they play... I don't know. They either play. They don't. They certainly don't play in Newport anymore. Um, but I, I remember feeling particularly sick on one certain ferry ride over there. <laughs> um, I don't think the several jars of various concoctions before we got on the ferry helped particularly. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a that's a great trip. I think any away day like that. Yeah, I know you've been over to Jersey, Rob, and uh, recently you know, yeah. away days like that. Just that that those sorts of things are that you know they're they're few and far between, but they they really do. They really do make you feel like a like a, like you support a professional team at times. I think because that stuff, that sort of stuff, just doesn't doesn't happen. It's nice, isn't it? You have it's sort of an event, uh, yeah, to, uh, to get behind your side, and you know everyone sort of gets excited about it. You're either on the ferry or on the plane or whatever, and it's uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, and Hollyport also have a pretty big away day. They're uh, over in Kent facing Lidtown. Um, I mean. That's a, quite a drive itself, isn't it? And, uh, I have Eversley, no idea where that is. <laughs> uh, Kent, basically. Okay, yeah. fine. So a long, long way away. And uh, Crowborough Athletic uh, hosting Eversley in California. That's in Sussex. So uh, two pretty, uh, well, including Ascot, three pretty big and pretty big away days uh, there. And uh, Barks County uh, uh, go to Chessington and Hook United. And... Um, Wallingford and Crowbarsh go to London Samurai Rovers. Minor in comparison, it seems. Uh, Dave, I, I don't know how many of these you've seen so far this season. Do you, care, do you fancy picking out a, uh, a winner if you had to say one of these teams is going to get through from Berkshire? Who do you think it would be? Ooh, good question. Yeah, <laughs> throwing you <laughs> on the spot a little bit there. Good Sorry. Question. Um, who was it? Was it Lid? Is it Barks County? It's Hollyport or at Lid. Oh, Hollyport. That's yeah. going to be a tough one because Lid are on a bad side. Um, oh, really? <clears throat> yeah, I'll follow the, follow the follow the Kent League as well. I'll be down there next next weekend. So uh, very good. Yeah, um, Ascot. I've got to have a good chance. I would have thought away at uh, Newport. Yeah, I don't I think... think Newport have started the season too well. Well, I think uh, yeah, Ascot might be a few people's picks here. As you mentioned, Tom, they've probably. Yeah, put a big good squad together at the beginning of the season. Mm. Been kind of there or thereabouts for a few seasons. There might be perhaps the side in Berkshire best equipped to perhaps not only um, uh, entertain a uh, promotion campaign, but perhaps uh, a, a cup campaign or fight on two different fronts, if you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, I think perhaps I, they could be the one to pick. 
I'm going to say I probably fancy Box County at Chessington World of Adventures. I think they'll, I think they'll without knowing anything about them. Um, they'll have a great time there, won't they? I think they will. Professor Burp's Bubble Works all a lot. lot Is the vampire still going? I don't know. But yeah. yeah. I have to say I have already been. I've been to Chessington this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The theme park or the ground? <laughs> not, not like I've been everywhere at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and no, I've been there this year. That's that's a, again a nice little setup, and I think that'll be a really tight game because um, Chessington came back and somehow managed to get a win when I saw them play in the like, cup. And um, yeah, I think that'll be a tough game. I think that might be it. Might be a replay if there's a, if there's such a thing as replays in that. No, oh, they're done on the day. I think. Yeah, oh, they are done, done on the day. day. Yeah. So, so we'll... be, yeah, good one. Exactly so. And uh, while all this is happening, Reading City have the chance to sort of uh, uh, take advantage of their opponents being away as they're already out of the competition. So they're away at Spellthorn Sports. And a win there uh, could, I was going to say, take them back to the top of the table, but I'm not sure it can. Uh, if I just get the league up again, uh, it can take them back to the top of the table. They're two points off the uh, summit at the moment. And so a win there will put them top does depend london lions are playing egham so that does depend right you are okay so it does depend. yeah 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 so uh, a big clash in that game as well as both of those london lions and egham are uh, they needed promotion yeah, rivals reading it so early in the season but reading need to win and london lions and egham need to draw for reading to go top i think yeah i think yeah. you might be right there still <laughs> lots uh yeah exciting times there uh, lots of uh, football to be played still before we uh, get into the business end of the season as it is. Good. Right. Have we got any other business, guys? Um, anything else you want to bring up before we uh, get out of here, Tom? Um, I just wanted to just very briefly uh, touch on the uh, allegations of racist abuse last week weekend was it last weekend or was it the week it was. um at the Bracknell Town versus Banbury United game um it's frankly horrifying to hear that things like that have gone on um I don't necessarily apparently there were four policemen or police officers at the game um there were three allegation three racial racially aggravated allegations and I'm, I'm just like often most emotionally games there are no police um and so i just i it bothers me that there were police there and, and we managed and we are investigating allegations of racial uh racially aggravated incidents it it seems um i, I don't know i don't it's so far be it for me to to criticize what goes on but it just seems a bit a bit much um and so I, I don't know. It's just it's absolutely horrifying that something like that would happen, um, and that especially with police present, it it happened. Um, you would think that that would make people think twice, and clearly uh, it didn't. Uh, I I know this is all essentially on Banbury United. Um, I don't think their response to it was particularly good. Um, I think their supporters' response to it that I've read on various message boards has been much better. Um, I don't think they are particularly happy with being tarred with that brush. Um, so hopefully they will get together and sort things out um, if the people running their club don't appear to be doing too much to do that. Mm -hmm. I think uh, 
if you do have it, uh, were at the game at the weekend and do have any information, we have put the um, incident number or uh, link to the incident on our um, social media. Uh, Tom, is it on the um, website as well? Yeah, it's on the website. Just just look for the look for the story about it. You'll, yeah. uh, you'll see it. So you'll you can add any information you have to the uh, investigation that's going on. So we'd encourage you to do that certainly. Absolutely. Um, and Dave, have you got anything you want to add to uh, this? Um, anything you've got um, going on that you want to promote or anything you want to highlight? Um, no, not particularly. I just want, just want to mention that the, the, the one women's team that I follow that I've forgotten all about was uh, Caversham United. Caversham United. How can you forget about them? <clears throat> How can I forget Caversham United with their, with their Twitter account and the ladies <laughs> did, the, um, did, the, or did the walk, doing a walk for charity, weren't they? Yeah, uh, raised the, uh, raised a lot of money again. So well done to them. Absolutely, I was uh, I went to my the brewery that's a few minutes from my house uh, a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday, uh, Phantom Brewing, and uh, all the Caversham United ladies were in there enjoying a post match pint. So um, <laughs> if anyone uh, it wants to pop over to get a Phantom on a Sunday, I'm sure you could mix it with the majority of the Caversham United club. So uh, uh, yeah, one one to bear in mind there. Okay, then. Uh, that's all of it we have uh, for this week, then. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And we should also say thank you very much to Dave Reed for joining us, the perfect person to have uh, when discussing the, uh, uh, the massive fixture that was drawn on Monday. So, Dave, thank you very much for joining. Uh, and, uh, yeah, say in that case, say goodbye, Tom, before we head off. See you later. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good week. Cheers. This episode of Boxer Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Tom Canning and Dave Reed. Produced by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football in Boxer on Twitter, Facebook, www.footballinboxer.co.uk. Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 that's 0330 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.